Welcome back to the Why You Laughing podcast. We are back with another episode for you. Happy Thursday, y'all. I hope y'all are safe. My guest today is legendary DRC drummer Devin from Dallas. From can't talk today. From Florida, he's a legendary drummer. He's a good friend. We'd like to welcome him to the show. Wrote an intro for the first time. Let's do this. Why are you laughing? You know any tokens for the machine down the street? Welcome to the Why Are You Laughing podcast. <laughs> Boom, we're live. DRC, right. what's up, brother? Not a whole lot, man. Thanks for having me on. Oh, absolutely, my guy. It's a pleasure. It's good to hear from you. I'm glad you're doing all right. That's... Uh, Florida, I I love it and hate it right now. <laughs> I I both hate it and hate it. <laughs> Did you? Now I can't I can't remember. Is is one of your guys from up north, or was it the Trash Pandas that had a band member that was from up north? The uh, the Trash Pandas are really good, so I would assume they're they're all of they're all from up north. Because of that, but uh, in our band, it's it's only me. I'm from New Jersey originally. The rest of the guys, I believe, oh uh, no, James, our bass player, uh, he might have been born in New York and then like moved here like real real young. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, nice. Now, where in Jersey are you actually from? Scataway. Okay, right. I got family in Hackensack. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's that's like the betweener. Like you. Uh, like you see Hackensack on the train from New Jersey to the city. Oh, all right, all right, gotcha, gotcha. Oh, cool. But uh, what's uh, my my question is uh, I want to hear about the weather in Maine because I'm looking out my window right now and it is just raining down punishments on us. Well, like it, it's I'm actually I'm actually in New Hampshire, um, but they're they're relatively the same anyway. Uh, the weather's been real chill, actually. We only had, like, a little storm a while ago. Um, like, yesterday for maybe 15 minutes. And that was about it. <laughs> and then uh, it's, nice. been, it's been pretty dry. Pretty dry. <laughs> but I don't want to hear about New Hampshire. I'm, I'm curious about Maine. Maine, what's going on I in Maine? I don't have an answer for you, Maine. <laughs> no, well, I'm kidding. I, although. I, I, messed, I messed up what part of New England you're in. Sorry. <laughs> it's all good. It's all the same, bro. It's all the same. You ever actually been here? <laughs> it's all the same. <laughs> I, I'm hoping to get up there at some point, maybe to do a show with you guys. Maybe God, that would to be just awesome. I'm an audience member, but we'll see. That would be awesome. I can't wait to start playing again. My word, this has been a nightmare. I would, uh, unfortunately, I would have, I would have thought you could have already started putting some stuff on the calendar by now. But now it's looking like 2020 might just be just in the in the trash completely. It seems that way, my friend. I mean, unfortunately, this. There, there. I've heard a lot of different theories about all this. I've heard of, like it's, it's going to spike. It's going to slow down. I mean, it, it, who really knows what is good? Whatever is going to happen is going to happen. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna spend my days thinking about it and talking about it all the time. It's just like it's. It's what it is. It's what it is. It's. It's very the whole yeah the whole thing's very polarizing because you've got. The people that are having a real hard time with it because of their job or because of obviously, you know, somebody that they know or themselves getting it. But other than that, for a lot of people, it has actually improved life dramatically, like getting people to kind of simplify 
and slow down and just quit it with all the nonsense and spend a couple of nights at home and yeah. and miss your friends and appreciate what it was like to have access to people um, instead of finding a million reasons to be on everybody's case. Um, right. You know, right. Spending a bunch of money on just on just nothing. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, you know, as long as you haven't been severely impacted in some some really substantial way, I feel like the average person, if anything, is going to be better off at the end of this. Yeah, I think so. I, I feel that I'm, you know, honestly, dude, especially coming out with the EP, it's like things have just been kind of different in general. You know, I, I'm, I'm proud that I was able to kind of go outside my realm, which was, you know, just being in soda and, you know, writing and, and playing shows for, you know, the better part of the past, like three and a half years, we've been just constantly going like nonstop. So it's been, it's the, the break has been nice to kind of sit back and, and look at songs and, and look at, you know, the, the way I write things and what can I change? What can I improve on? All this sort of stuff, which, and even with the podcast, it's the same sort of thing. You know, like how can I improve my format? Uh, can I expand my guest uh, range as far as like not always having musicians on or not always having, you know, <clears throat> podcasters on or, or friends or whatever it is, just trying to find the new thing. You know what I'm saying? Well, I am barely, barely a musician. So I, I stop it. Head, you're, you're heading that direction. Ladies and gentlemen, don't listen to this fool. He's a savage on the drums. I've seen him. I played with him. He's great. He's phenomenal. You guys were, you guys are a killer. You know, that's, that, that was a fun show. That was a blast. That was a blast. Well, hey, I, I, hey, I appreciate it. And, uh, no, I agree that, that whole, that whole night was, was awesome. Oh, um, fantastic. I, I'm not even bothered trying to describe the, the place that we played at. That, that'll just be for us to remember because you can't even take a picture of that place. No, yeah, no. that whole show was great. And getting to meet you guys um, was, so was super cool because we're, we're kind of pulling from a similar, you know, universe of music, but we're mm. kind of applying it in two different ways. So it was neat to see, you know, what punk and like punk pop, punk rock, how that applies, like the way you guys do it. Um, yeah. Your, I mean, your EP and the, and the soda stuff, I, I think, sounds awesome oh thank you I, I oh there that's gracious i didn't know you listened to it very very awesome thank you so much oh, oh yeah i downloaded it off itunes you should get uh three tenths of one cent deposited in your account any day now and you are welcome oh my god i couldn't go buy that uh, sock i needed <laughs> uh, i don't think you can even get a you, I, I don't think you can get someone to describe a picture of a sock to you for that much money, but yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna sure. just buy children's socks and put them on each toe. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can get someone to tell you maybe a quick story about a sock they saw a long time ago um, for you know three one hundredths of a cent. <laughs> oh my word! Yeah, yeah. I mean, that it's funny you mentioned that. You know, iTunes and Spotify. It seems to me like it's more of a corporate event now. It's like. You can get get the script. Yeah, can't even freaking talk. You can get the subscription and get, you know, Spotify Premium or i iMusic. You know, it's it's all like uh, it's almost like a phone bill or something like that. And you remember back in the day where you had to like jump through twelve hoops to get one album. It's like, and now you can just hit a button and it's there. It's just, just download. Right. Yeah. It's 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 it definitely. Uh, 
I feel like it definitely reduces people's appreciation. I agree. Um, I agree. For, for music, because, yeah, I used to have to go and, you know, drive to a mall to get to, you know, to go to a Best Buy or go to an FYE. You ever, ever been to an FYE? I love FYE. It's a great yeah. store. Great store. Yeah. And, like, go buy it. And then you, you had it in your hand and you couldn't hear it because it's a, you know, it's a, it's a shiny plastic circle. You can't, it doesn't do anything until you go take it to a CD player. Uh, you know, so there's all these, all these steps and all these, like, build up to get to listen to new new music and now it's yeah it's so instant i know, um, I know. yeah now let me ask you this how did you start all of this like as far as you know the, the only thing that i knew was that you were from up north like and then you you went down to florida how did the subpars start playing music so this the story with the subpars is pretty funny so it's uh, so it's me and it's James, the bass player. We run into each other at a party in Orlando, mm. like ten years ago, and I don't know what it was. I think we had like a similar shirt on, and we just had like like a like a doofus white person moment where we're like, oh look, same shirt, same shirt. Uh, you want to be friends? <laughs> and uh, we were just talking. So he he plays bass and he, he does vocals, yeah. and I play drums. So that's you know we kind of. Clicked, and you know we talked about that, and um, we started going to shows. And he would bring me to all of his shows, and he's was super into the punk scene, super into like rockabilly, um, and you know that kind of stuff. And I had never seen that in my life. I stepped into a rockabilly show for the first time, and it was like walking through a stargate into another planet that's also the fifties. So you went back in time, and also off the planet. <laughs> and um so i got to learn a little bit about punk rock and just that world of music from him and then pretty much we on and off were trying to put a band together for years seven eight years um right. he ended up moving from orlando to st pete and we're like okay maybe we can finally finally do something here and then we ended up picking up a couple other guys and putting together um the original idea for the band, which was mostly based on uh, music that James had already written, and that he was sort of playing on his own as acoustic songs, just just him and a guitar. So everything that we play is had, there's like a like a, a video somewhere of like eight years ago, James just playing those same songs, but just by himself, and we just kind of grew them into into full songs. Wow! Um, wow! Cool. Yeah. So it was we had unfortunately it took a really long time, but you know, a lot of the one thing that people love to talk about is starting a band. Uh, I can't even tell you how many people I probably more people have said that they want to start a band than I've actually met people in my life somehow. Um, <laughs> so the fact that we were, you know, we said we should put this band project together. And although it took a long time, the fact that we actually did it and we stuck to it and we've sort of developed it over the past year and a half or, or two years, um, you know, I'm pretty proud of it because, you know, yeah. There's a lot of talking out there, so we're. I feel like we're we're fortunate that we got to actually do it. That's insane. That is insane. Wow. Yeah, I I feel the same way, bro. I mean, it's it's nearly ten years of soda, and I'm like, I just can't believe that this is where we are. You know, <laughs> after all these years, it's like we had finally started to get some momentum going. You know, we our record is so close to being done 
so close. And it's like, then this happens. It's like, okay, great. Awesome. <laughs> now I'm going to wait again. But, you know, as you said, I think it's when this thing's over, we're going to come back more ready to go. And, and Sully tells me that all the time. He's like, even when we take a break, we come back and we're stronger than ever. Which is awesome because, you know, it, it's, it's energy like that that, you know, makes me want to play and continuously want to play. So if, and if you can inspire other people to start their own bands and figure out other people's stories, then that's, that's just, that makes it all worth it to me, you know, especially meeting new people and having new stories. It's just like, that's perfect. I loved the whole aspect of it, especially in the punk scene, you know, you're more of a family. So yeah, but no, it, it it was great, and that that's awesome. That's awesome. Did you guys have a record plan? Have you been writing any songs lately? Yeah, so the album is is written, um, and most of it is recorded, at least um, the instruments. So right now we're slowly chipping away at the vocals, and then once that's done, um, then we'll we'll be doing the the mixing and the mastering, um, and that that's really it. But the actual the actual music is is recorded, so we'll have a ten song. Um, album, cool. It should be should be pretty much done. We're we, we there's like a a studio that we've been using that's got like a back door, like a side door into like a recording area that's closed off. So you can do like complete social distance vocal recording in and out of this place. So we've just been kind of just doing that, you know, wherever we can get a couple hours. Awesome, awesome. Yeah. Hey, any chunk of time you can get. I think eventually. I'm hoping. I'm really, really hoping that we can get. Uh, we might, we might be doing a a web show pretty soon, as far as like online, you know, and probably just put it on YouTube. And it's kind of an experiment. We're gonna get a few different cameras and, and do it like we did the music video for Dark World, uh, which is on YouTube. And uh, we we did a bunch of different camera angles for that, but we're gonna see if we can do different sorts of shooting, like as far as shutter photography. Um, uh, like time lapses. We're gonna see what we, what we can do. We're gonna try some different stuff. So, well, it'll be like a live show, and it'll be uh sort of a music video atmosphere. So I'm hoping that that'll be cool. I'm pretty pumped for that. Yeah, I mean, that, I mean that'll be awesome to see. Uh, it's I mean it's neat to see like you know like you and your group of friends kind of, you know, sticking together for an, an extended period of time. Um, you know, even if you look at some of, like, my other friends that had bands or just other, like, other bands that are in the area that we know personally, people are ridiculous. And they just cannot keep members. And it's just always, there's always people in and out. And then it's always, like, all these hurt feelings and, right. and like, divides and stuff like that. I'm like, why is this happening? Yeah. So like that was one of the things that we always kind of held up as a cornerstone. It's just like this isn't even worth doing if we're going to stop being friends over it. You know, so we kind of like set up in the beginning, like, here's how we should deal with each other and here's how we should handle things. And it's it doesn't usually happen that way. And that's neat to see that you guys did the same thing. And if, you know, you said you said 10 years of, of playing with these same guys. Well, it, it was interesting. Um me and another friend of mine started the band years ago and uh, we had played for um, probably like five years. And then 
in the last three, three and a half, four years, um, I had, I have had, I think I'm, there, you'll have to forgive me. The timing is just like, there's so much stuff that goes into the story. <laughs> like, um, Sully joined the band while I was with the two other original members. So there was the four mm-hmm. of us. And then after they had kind of parted ways and then George, my other friend who's been on the podcast previously, he started another band called Lost in Transit. And so he went, uh, off, he went off with them, which, you know what, it, it's, it's been a blessing for both of us because we play like every show together. We're like brothers. It's been great. And, um, and then Sebastian, he came in later. We had a, uh, we had a drummer uh, that we were playing with for a while and things kind of weren't working out and he ended up having to, to go and, uh, and he's actually been doing very well. He does his own acoustic act now and stuff like that. We're all chill. And Sebastian's been a part of the band for the last like two and a half, three years. So it's, it's been a long road, but, uh, yeah, I mean, the three of us, really 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 connected like I've, I've been friends with Sully probably the longest out of anybody that was ever in the band so you know and, and just getting to play with him and and also Sebastian as well it, it's been it's been a pleasure for me because we just we fire on all cylinders which is awesome how about that time that me and Sebastian ran into each other in oh Denmark God. like that is insane to me it's I can't insane. even find my wife at at Publix. I found, <laughs> found, your, found the drummer in your band. Hilarious. In Denmark. Hilarious. Hilarious. What did you? That was awesome. I mean, did what you guys talk about? Did, did you just like happen to see him? And uh, obviously, you know, I know you were there for a reason. But what did you guys talk about when you saw each other? Drums. <laughs> Naturally, what? yes. I, I mean, if, if I saw. If I saw two drummers standing around talking and they weren't talking about drums, I would call social like, services. Like, something <laughs> horrible has happened. Something's wrong like, here. Yeah, like this is this is un, this is not nature's way. Um, That's hilarious. Yes, that was that was pretty interesting. And I, I got to give him credit for even spot. He's he, sp- he spotted me first. We we're we we're um, doing like a like a castle. We were just like checking out just one of these castles that in Denmark they call a house castles um yeah yeah is it just one of those just just one of those kinds of places yeah um, no, no, no. this person's uh exceedingly large house that we refer to as a castle um yeah we 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 crossed paths somewhere in there and he messaged me he's like he's like hey are you in denmark i'm like are, are you in denmark like and we ended up finding each other later that is hilarious that yeah is it was so it was pretty funny, funny. I, I i only met the guy one time like six months previous to that so the fact that he, he could even spot me in a foreign country, um, you know, in a sea of people is pretty, pretty good. He's a savage, bro. The guy is fast and he hits his mark every single time. He's a great, great drummer and a good friend. And, and you know what? It's, I, I was very fortunate to connect with him right away. And, you know, I'm so proud and blessed to have him in the band. He's just an unbelievable drummer. The guy can, the guy can slap. I mean, he's, he's a savage. Oh, he, yeah, he, he shreds hard. I, 
your uh, during your guys' set, I had a couple moments where you you know uh, were you know as a musician, you there's always that that thing that you see happen on stage, and you like look over at somebody else you're with, and you do like 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 the head shake, and then slowly turn back to look back at the stage. And, like that's that's the highest compliment you can get, I think. Yeah, oh for sure. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And you know what? That the, I love shows like that when the energy is just perfect. There's some shows where you go to and it's like, you know, either the audience isn't right, they're not paying attention, you know, they're not having a good time, you're kind of bummed. It's like, you, I've had plenty of shows like that. But by that same token, when the energy is perfect and the bands are, are just crushing it, it's like, there's nothing like it. Nothing yeah, like it. and it's hard because there's a fine line between what people would call selling out and re- and remembering your place as an entertainer. You know, like, mm-hmm. I think a lot of musicians forget that, you know, what you do is way less about you than probably what it feels like when you are a musician. You know, really what you are is an entertainer. And if you make decisions about what you're going to do based on, is this entertaining for the people that are going to watch it, um, you know, people kind of do things a little bit, a little bit differently. If you can take your, you know, yourself out of the, out of the equation a little bit, you know. Yeah. So it's yeah. like yeah, a lot of it is like strategy for for trying, you know, not selling out, but also strategically doing what you know is going to be entertaining to the people you're in front of. Right. Right. No, I know what you mean. Oh, that's so crazy that you say that. I identify with that a hundred percent. It's like I remember. You know, when we, when I first met Sebastian, this was way before, you know, uh, starting to kind of put a new event together because it's like what people don't understand when George and Corey left, you know, the guys that I started the band with, it's like me and Sully were kind of lost. And it was kind of at that point where we had made the decision to start maybe putting something together and see what we can do. And sometimes you just get sort of starstruck with other people when you see how connected they are with bands and you kind of be like, Oh, I, I want to get somebody like that. I want it to be this perfect little moment, but it's never that it's always by chance. And so, you know, when I first met Sebastian, he was in this other band called part-time astronauts and completely blew us away. We, we just happened to be at the same festival together and me and Sully went right up to him and just started talking. That's how we became friends. And you're talking like probably two, three years later, we run into him again at another show. And he was in Denmark. <laughs> right in Denmark. No. <laughs> and uh, he just happened to be available. So, you know, things, things just happened the right way at the right time. It, it can happen. It really can. Um, now, when did you start picking up the sticks? Were you like younger? Were you older? How did you get involved in this? Oh, I was a I was a late starter, my friend. Way too late. And I have been playing catch up ever since. I didn't I didn't decide to start playing until I was like sixteen or seventeen. I think. Really? Uh, yeah. So that's that's not good. That doesn't that doesn't get you off to a good start starting that late. Um, so I, I've had to kind of buckle down and, and try to replace 
uh, time with heart, with just like working hard and just, and just really just, uh, just, you know, putting the time into trying to like practice and being like, Oh, I got a late start. I need to catch up. Um, and, you know, kind of keeping that as like a, like a strategy. My, my, my dad was a, a, a touring drummer for most of his life. He didn't get his first like real job until he was like in his thirties. Um, yeah. But yeah, his, his band opened. So there's, there's a, there's a picture of my mom holding me as a, as like a, like a one-year-old and she's in the back of an auditorium because my dad's band was opening for black Sabbath in wow. New Jersey. Wow. And they had like these, like those like construction earmuffs on me um, for the, for the noise. But like my mom didn't want to miss it. So she just dragged me along and just put me in the, in the quiet zone. So. Wow. That's crazy. That's, that's, that's the heritage I have to live up to, which <laughs> not, not quite there yet. Not quite yet. <laughs> right. Right. But that's the thing. It's just like, it's, it's always working on what you can do next. It's always like, here's what I can improve on. Here's what I did great at. You know, it, it's, I like, I can picture, I can picture some of our first shows and it's like, you know, especially starting from scratch, you don't know what you're bad at or what you're good at. You have yeah. no idea, but you start to learn as you get out there, you know, what, what people like, what they don't like you hear, you'll hear feedback from other people and, uh, you know, but you'd have to learn to be okay with what you do. I think that's important. Yeah. I, it, there's the, there's the opposite side of the spectrum too. So like I, so like I work, I record all of our shows, so I have either like a like um like an like either audio or like a GoPro on stage, and basically from day one, I have every single show we've ever done, including practice, recorded, so we can mm. look back later and be like, you know, what did you know what went good, what didn't go good, what what do we need to tighten up on or change for next time? Yeah, that's um, important too. Practices are very important. Yeah, just being able to look back at what you're doing so you can improve. Because musicians, as as you know, are are funny creatures and tend to think very highly of whatever they did because they did it. It's like, well, yeah, it's good. I, I did it, so it's it's good by default. Obviously, you know. So it's 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 good to kind of again step out of um, you know musician mindset and be like, let's 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 try to figure out what we didn't do good. And, and right. kind of focus, kind of focus on that. Yeah, yeah. No, I know exactly what you mean. Because you can, I mean, obviously, obviously, you got to enjoy what you do. My my personal experience. This doesn't apply to everybody, but for, for like for me personally, yeah. I, the best. I mean, to me, the thing that's driven me to do better at anything in life has always been starting each day with just a big, tall glass of self hate, like. Just get up in the morning and walk past a mirror and be like, really? Seriously? This still? This again? You know, and that that's that's just sort of what drives me forward is just like I am sick of seeing myself make mistakes on stage and embarrass myself. Yeah, so, it's hard. It's but hard. You, know, you can you can you can drive yourself to be better from either either direction. So you wanted to tell me a story about Florida. I mean, I, I don't want to 
associate myself with Florida at all. But <laughs> unfortunately, make for good, make for good stories. What is wrong with but, Florida, dude? I love going there to visit you guys. It's great. It's great to get out of here. But you know what? Here's the thing. When you live in a certain place for a long time, you want to get out of there. You know, it's just natural. It's very natural. Just to, you want to leave. That's just how it is. Yeah, I think I, I think Florida might be a special case. I think Florida might be might be the one. What 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 is the, what do you see when you come here? What do you like about Florida? Uh, everything. I mean, it, it's I've been going down there for you know the better part of ten years. I my best friend lived down there for many years, and I met so many people down there that when I get to go down and visit and hang out and you know just take a break from home. It's a blessing because it's like sometimes I can't stand it. And I really like, you know how you go to work some days and you're like, you know, when you need a vacation, like for some reason it's instilled in you to be like, okay, I know I need to leave. I absolutely know I need to get out of here or something is going to happen. Like mentally, you're just like, I got to go. That's me. That's me. Uh, so when I go to Florida and visit, it's like I'm going to see my my friends that I haven't seen in forever. I'm just going to take a break and really just going to enjoy myself and not have to think about anything at home. That's what I think about it. But I imagine, you know, someone who lives there who has to deal with it every day, it's probably different. So yeah, so you 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 kind of hit on the point. So so Florida is great for vacation and for and for visiting. As for a place to place to live, this is this place is ridiculous. Okay. You've, you've heard of the Florida Man, right? Oh yeah. Oh please, which one? Well, <laughs> are, no, it's all of us. We are all Florida Man in our hearts. Like it's just who whose turn is it to be on on TMZ or on Tosh? That's that's really all. The, the behavior is the same. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, when you're when your local celebrity is crying that's how you know you, you shouldn't take yourself seriously anymore you know there's already a show called cops but when you have to make a whole separate show just like cops just for one county of florida because cops can't contain the nonsense that's how you know there's a there's a, a, a problem here well you should be happy because the show just got canceled I think they killed them. They can't, they started filming and just, they, they just took the whole crew hostage and that's why the show's done. <laughs> it's, it's gone, man. Yeah. I mean, this with everything that's been going on, they, they feel that it's too inappropriate. You're talking about cops. You're talking about the, the, uh, the Florida cops. edition. I'm talking about cops. Oh, okay. I didn't know about that. I was talking about the Florida edition. I, I just, I just assume the, uh, the Florida version of the show is just like, someone's hostage in a single wide mobile home somewhere. <laughs> That's facts. That's facts. I grew up in the trailer park, so I should know. <laughs> yeah, I grew up, I, listen, my, I, listen, Florida, I grew up in a trailer too. Nice. Yeah, man. Yep. Single wide. Single wide. Bro, trust me, I had less than a single wide, but I, I mean, the good thing about it was that we had a good amount of like property behind us. We had a field behind us so I could play ball with my friends and you know do whatever. And I never minded it. I didn't care. It's just like it, you know, I had a bathroom in my room. That was super oh, cool. That is nice. I mean, and uh 
you know, it, it was just me and my mom sort of, you know, just surviving, you know. So it's like you got to the point where you just appreciated what you had. So I think maybe that's why I love visiting so much too is because every time I go, I so appreciate seeing my friends, you know, visiting and even playing shows sometimes. Like I remember, I'll I'll tell you a quick story. So my best friend, Ross Clark, who needs to come do this show, by the way, if you're listening, uh, he was in a band called Rutland. Now, the backstory on Rutland is that they were a band from Rutland, Vermont. Everyone in the band was from Rutland. And all of them moved down to Florida. Not simultaneously, but they eventually all ended up down there. Big mistake. <laughs> so, fast forward, this is years later. Probably ten years later. They're playing their last show in Fort Myers on the square. Now, granted, these sets that they played were like three hours long. Three hours. I can't imagine playing for two and a half, and I've done it. It sucks. So it's like, <laughs> so they play, and, you know, it's their last show. I actually fly down to surprise my buddy because he was getting engaged at that last show. And he really wanted me to come down and I really wanted to go. And I was like, I really can't go. I can't go. But then like last minute I bought a ticket and one of his buddies, one of our buddies, mutual friends, he came and picked me up and I surprised him in the bar right next to the venue. So that was fantastic. They play the show, you know, they're playing and eventually he brings me up on stage to sing with them. And I, and I played their last show with them. I got to sing with those guys and and it was, it was, I'll never forget that memory. It was fantastic. So it's like moments like that, that I've, I'm so like happy to, to think fondly of, you know, I, I never, I never really took, took it for granted stuff like that. All right. So, all right. That makes sense. Yeah. You've got, you've got these endearing moments. Yeah. That's just, it's just the memories, you know, yeah. especially, you, you know, even the show with you guys, it was fantastic. My word. That was our first big road trip. Like the four of us, you know, the uh, the band, and also my best one of my best friends, James Zebo, who's been on the show. We we just got in the car and went, you know, and it was an experience, and I loved it. I loved every minute of it. It was absolutely fantastic. You know, we got to meet, and we got to meet you guys. So there you go. Yeah, networking. Networking, yes. <laughs> I'm hoping we can put something together, my friend. That that would be incredible. Yeah, That'd just incredible. don't don't take the bait. Don't don't uh, don't be tempted. Come visit Florida. Just try not to uh, to do the north to south swan dive and just end up here. It's like a Venus flytrap. Like once you're here, it's just it's got you, and you, you got you got no choice. You're, you're stuck here forever. <laughs> no, do, I. Do I you think like window tent? Window tent. Now, what is that? Yeah, you like. You like you like putting window tint on your car, like paying for it and have it have it put on. <laughs> Is that what they have to do? If you well, if you love paying to have window tint put on your car, you get to do it every year in Florida because the sun will melt it off no matter what you do. <laughs> Probably just on one side of your car, so it never matches. Yes, yeah. I hate to tell you, bro, but 
but you don't have snow. <laughs> so don't worry about it because you're never. Oh, we've, uh, we've got we've got snow. That's why they had that cop show. Yeah, but you're not freezing your balls off cold. Okay, you're you're doing all right. Trust me. If you walk outside and you end up like Walt Disney, then you got a problem. <laughs> I'm just telling you. Like, oh, I was making a cocaine joke. Sorry. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. No. no. <laughs> Hold on, I gotta check that box. I got, I got, a, I got a list of stuff. Cocaine joke. Check. Check. Right, Good just, one. Go. Move on. Yep. <laughs> no. What, uh, what, what um, time is it in New Hampshire? <laughs> Same time zone, dog. Oh, nice. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, what was I saying? Yeah. No, I, I probably would never. I mean. I had thought about it years and years ago, you know, that maybe I wanted to do that, but this was long before, you know, the aspirations of the band had become bigger, you know, and I got family up here that I, you know, I'm taking care of and and things that Mm -hmm. are going on. So it's, and plus all my buddies are here, you know, and, uh, and I love visiting and not for anything, but my job by this in March of next year, I'm going to have four weeks paid vacation. So nice. if I want to come down there for a month, I could. And then go home. Which is just time slot. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree. <laughs> you just, you, you just, you take my house for a month. I'll go, I'll go up north for a month. And it'll be, it'll be delightful. That sounds good. <laughs> I'm down. Tradesies. But by the same notion, you know, I, a man, I had been there in the summer and I even remodeled, helped a buddy of mine remodel his house in mm-hmm. August. It was in August. It was like 110 with humidity. I mean, it, it was, it's gnarly down there, bro. It's, oh, it's super cool to go to go outside and it be 91 degrees at two o'clock in the morning. You're like, how is this even possible? There's an entire planet between me and the sun and it's 91 degrees. <laughs> it does get kind of cold there. I mean, I got up, I, it, this was a couple years ago. This was probably 2018 before the show. I got up, I, I was in Daytona and I got up at probably five in the morning, six in the morning, something like that. And I had got on my Harley and I rode all the way over to your area, to Tampa. And oh, so you were on I four. I was on, on four. That was scary, dog. Holy cow! And I'd done that twice in a lifetime. I probably wouldn't do it again. Yeah, that's like that's like looking death right right in the face and being like, okay, yeah, I sure. don't care, yeah, I don't care. Yeah, and right. They're nuts. It's nuts. Yeah, and it's it's a complete just uh, just a lack of regard because it's a straight line. Like you could almost put a car in drive and jump out, and that car's got a better chance of not hitting something. Than these people do, <laughs> you know, it's a straight right, line. right. right. <laughs> now, I, I, it was uh, it was an interesting experience, you know. I, I, but you know, that's why you do it for the stories, because it's <laughs> yeah. That is, yep. That there is plenty of that, you know. And then that was half the reason why I started this whole thing is because, you know, I have, I have a good amount of friends and to come on and tell stories and, you know, now you and I are talking. So it's, you know, blessing in disguise. Who knows? Things can happen. Things can happen. We got the two, uh, we got the the furthest, we got the far North and the far South covered. 
and so now we just got to figure out how to how to utilize it. Have you heard anything about the Trash Pandas lately? Are they are they doing their thing? Are they playing? Are they doing a record? What's going on with them? They they're notoriously reclusive for some reason. They're very hard to kind of like track down and get a hold of for some reason. I don't I don't know. So I'm gonna I'm gonna look into that. I'm, I'll send you an update. Really? But um, man, talk about crowd pleasers. Yeah. I, I, I thought they I thought they like roofied everybody's drink right before they went on stage. So <laughs> play, play with them again. Yeah. Now I know they, they, uh, they had everybody up there. That was, uh, but that's the thing. And you know what, you know what, Deb, it's all about timing. They had a pretty prime spot because they were right after you guys and we were last. Mm-hmm. And by the time we got up there, people were kind of starting to fade a little bit. So it's like, <clears throat> you either have to sound super good or people are going to be gone. You know, it's it's what it is. You know, it, it's all about timing. You know, you you guys kind of got the short end of the stick because you went up first and stuff like that. And people, you know, people were happy to see. I was happy to see you. I thought you guys did phenomenal. And, yeah, I was I was okay with our spot. I I would I would do that same like if we did that same lineup. I, I thought it was I thought it was perfect because we were you know we're we're not super mainstream and obviously the people that we're playing for are super mainstream so i'm like i don't know you know i I figured obviously not everybody is going to be super into what we do so i'm like we can go first and we'll see how it goes and then you guys are a little bit more palatable you know it's just like like everybody and then obviously and then trash pandas just just rains down gold and champagne and just and just and just cash on everybody and just delights them so they explode. Yeah. Yeah. They did a great job. They really did. They really did. And I've been in those situations too, where, you know, we've, we've played a show where, and that, that could just be by chance. You know, you could go on at whatever time, you know, first spot, second spot, and you could steal the show. You had that opportunity, Mm -hmm. you know, I've gone to shows to see, like, to see a particular band, like a band that I like, you know, a lot. And I've actually seen the band that I was there to see get up stage by an opener who I had never heard before. Um, that's happened a few times, and that yeah. is that's yeah. very exciting when one of the openers kind of kind of steals the whole thing, and you're like, wow, that's impressive. And you'll follow that band. You know, you'll follow them and then, and, and, you know, go to another show. You know, that's how it was with me and Bayside. I saw Bayside years ago and I had heard about it from Sully and I had heard a few songs and they were good. They were really good. And then I mm-hmm. eventually saw them and now I've seen them like three times. They're absolutely yep. fantastic. We saw them at Warped Tour a bunch of times. They're, they're consistently good. A little out of place at Warped Tour, but still consistently good. It's crazy. I. And you know what? I, I was asking Mike from SJC this question, and I'll, I'll ask you that same question. What do you think that now, I mean, Warped Tour is gone now. It's gone. I mean, compared to our years, it's it's it was a really big part of the punk history, and now it's gone. Oh, I, I raged. I like I things it was a beautiful moment thing those same things up and i put them back in your spot because there are things like in the house that i need but still i i did throw them initially when i heard the news 
Um, <laughs> but now it's just like a destination thing, right? Now it's not warp tour comes to you. It's like okay, here's your five warp tours, and you just go to you just go to one of them. So that that's an okay concession. I can I can deal with that. Now, what do you mean? Are they like? Are they having? They're not doing a tour, but they have shows planned. Is that what you mean? Yeah, they did it last year. They had five or six, or you know, warp tours set up, but they didn't tour. Like they'd set up somewhere, and it was you know maybe three days in a row they would they'd be there, and so you had like your five places, you your your five choices, and you went to them. There was like uh, like, like one in California, like one in Arizona. There was one in the Northeast. Nowhere, nowhere near Florida, of course. Um, <laughs> of course. And then somewhere, I don't know, somewhere, somewhere in the middle. I don't know. Huh. Um, yeah. So if they, you know, whenever shows come back, um, I know they, they did that the year after Warp Tour was was announced to be to be done. Also, before I forget, I didn't realize you had uh, connections to SJC. Yes, sir. I talked because to, I talked to Mike yesterday. Uh, okay, because they're what they're they're mass based right they are they are indeed they live they are southbridge based and i played i've played at the very venue that uh that mike lives like right down the road from like his his entire company is right down the road hmm. and he's played the starlight it's it's absolutely fantastic that you know i have a decent relationship with him he's such a cool dude and it's it's completely fortuitous that we had crossed paths. You know, it's just by chance that I commented on one of his pages and I had no idea that he, you know, he liked my comments and I looked and finally I hit his page up and I said, Hey, thanks for liking the comment. And then I finally looked to see who it was. Who would have thought it was the co-founder of the entire company. <laughs> he's like, he's like, I like this. Yeah. I like this kid's comments. I'm going to like him. I guess so, man. And for some reason, it just it spiraled, and I'm all right with that. I am very, very all right with that. It, it's it's just cool for me as a fan to see somebody who actually takes the time to speak to you and not just write <laughs> you off. You know what I'm saying? Like you're a fan. You know, you're not just because you don't have a little blue check mark next to your name doesn't mean that you're not a real person. And I think that's what he he got because he's from that sort of generation where everybody helps everybody else. You know? Hmm. Well, the old saying is, the friend of my friend is my friend. So I'm going to have to, we're going to have to close the gap here because I've built a couple of their kits that I've got saved on the website. So before I pull the trigger on, on any of those, I'll have to, I'll have to say hi. You're kidding. Oh, yeah. The, those S, uh, SJC kids are, are awesome. Oh, they're I've phenomenal. Been one of those things for years. So, yeah, we need to make that deal. We'll get you, we'll get you a cut. They are absolutely phenomenal, my friend. I mean, their designs are – they're just crazy. They're just absolutely crazy. They have a great team. They really, really do. It, and it was super smart the way they came out with their – they're like uh, like like mass production lines in addition to just the custom stuff because you notice a lot of the companies that just did custom ended up kind of kind of fading out once uh, you know, uh, you know con consumers are are fickle and moody so you know as soon as people kind of started moving away from 
I wanted I wanted a drum kit with with glow in the dark skulls all the way around, you know. As soon as people started kind of easing easing off that kind of stuff, um, you know, a lot of the custom companies uh, you know started having to kind of pivot, and that was good. They came out with their like uh, I forget what they called them. There's like a it's different Rhode Island themed towns for like the lines of drums and stuff like that. But yeah, uh, yeah, that that was a, that was a very timely and I think essential business move for them. I, it obviously works. Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. And they did a great Providence, job. That's the one. Providence, yes. Yeah. Now, what's your go-to kit? Is that uh, do you have a certain company that you like more than others, or? Is there a certain style that attracts to you, or what do you what do you have that you like? Uh, so right now I use a D drum, uh, Dios, uh, African uh, African rosewood kit. So yeah. I, I think they they normally call it uh, Babinga. Um, so they're they're actually a Tampa, Florida based company. Um, ah, okay. They're really they're they're really really good. They've gotten they've gotten pretty big. They were. A, you know, there was a smaller company and they kind of had to prove themselves. So you were able to get really high end gear from them for significantly less than it would cost if you were to get it from like Tama or, or Yamaha or something like that. Um, but yeah, uh, there is, to me, there's nothing like the sound you get from a Babinga drum kit. It's just got this unbelievably deep, just dark sound and it's just unrecreatable with anything else um, I've ever tried. So I've used that. I think that's the kit I had the night that, that we played. Um, I have a blue, like a blue sparkle kit. It's just like a regular maple. Yep. From that, which is like the one that I'll, I'll take places and stuff. And it also sounds great. Um, especially in a live setting, you're not going to, you know, if you were at some dive bar venue where like things are taped to the wall and there's like different colored light bulbs in all different directions, you know, and like half the PA works. You're not going to catch the subtle tonal nuances of, of different woods in instruments, but in a recording setting or in an acoustic setting, that kind of stuff really shines, shines through. Right. Right. Now, have you guys ever played an acoustic show? Um, our first, our first couple of shows were like, mostly unplugged um just because of the situation that we had but we we you know we didn't adapt the music like we haven't done a real acoustic show where the songs are reformatted to be you know appropriate for acoustic um what we would what we would do is we would pick a few of the songs and jury our singer or just you know somebody else in the band would um do a short set of acoustic songs before our set, but all part of the same set. Like they would kick our set off with two or three acoustic songs, and then the rest of the band would come out, and we would do our normal songs. It's like hybrid, right? Right. Wow. Very cool. Very cool, my friend. That's awesome. Now, this... yeah, I'm gonna have to leverage your uh, your connections there when I when I get my next set. You may have to, bro. You may have to. I'm uh. <sighs> I'm hoping that it leads to something big. I really, really am. You know, he he's a great guy, and he knows some great people, so hopefully we can make that a thing. I mean, it, it would be very nice. And he's such a cool dude. Like, you know, I I don't imagine him not helping somebody out. 
You know, it's like, you know, as I said previously, there's so many people that are just willing to write everybody off for the wrong reasons. But I, I don't believe that this company is that way. You know, they're very family based oriented, you know, and they came from the same generation as in, you know, in a punk scene as, as you and I, you know, so we got to live through all of that history. So it is good. Have you, um, have you guys thought about what this record's theme is? The one that you're coming out with? Oh yeah. Actually, just, just as a side point, um, I might, with my, uh, I got some, some work firestorms fluffing up here. So I might have to jump off here at some point just yeah. to see what, no, it's all good. All good. No worries. What's crumbling. But, uh, to answer your question, as, um, so you're saying like the, the theme of the album? Yeah. It is, I wouldn't say there's anything specifically thematic running through it. Um, other than obviously we want to keep everything, you know, pretty, pretty positive. Um, and most of the music was written by James and oh, okay. he, yeah. And a lot of his stuff is actually, um, like channeled or, or derived from, old movies and old TV shows. So a lot of the lyrics, if you, if you really look at it, he's, he's pulling stuff from like the original, like Dick Tracy series and from twilight zone and, um, wow. and things like that. That's the kind of like stuff he's into. So like a lot of, a lot of the songs are, are actually based on like twilight zone episodes wow. and, and things like that. And Jory stuff is, is he does a lot of like, like, um, like breakup triumph songs and stuff. So that's, <laughs> you kind of notice there's a weird swing between the songs. It's kind of like, like, Oh, it's, it's twilight zone themed. And now it's just, and now it's just like a, like a breakup song, but things are going to be okay. Right. Th those are the two, those are the two uh, ends of the spectrum that you hear on the album. Right. Right. Cool. Well, that's awesome, man. Well, Hey, we look forward to it. And then I just play drums and complain about things. My, uh, my my catchphrase when we're recording is, let's try something different. Maybe you could try it different. Let's do that again. <laughs> let's try it a different way. Yeah, no, that was good. But what if we did it? That was good. Let's do it better. What if it was different? What if it was different? What if it was? What if it was a little different? And that's that's sort of. I could I just record myself saying that and just leave it on repeat and just leave the room and that's it end up about the same. <laughs> Uh, brilliant. <coughs> All right, my friend. Well, thank you again. Oh, my word. So, so nice talking to you. Thank you for coming on the show. I, I appreciate it. It's been a pleasure, my friend. Obviously, uh, much love to you and your band. Uh, continue in your great work and uh, continue to try to stay positive. And hopefully when this thing's over, we can get something rolling, my friend. I, I would love to do a little tour down there. We would love to come visit you. Yeah, I know we talked about it. I know the the, uh, the logistics are tough, but we can we will we can uh, we'll get it together. Yeah, we will. But yeah, I appreciate you having me on. This is so super super fun to catch up. Yes, and, uh, for sure. I don't know how many people listen to your podcast, but I will just apologize to everyone for all of the things that I say, especially if you live in Florida. And oh, stop it! Sorry, sorry. That's plug your uh, plug on. plug your stuff real quick. Where could people find you? Uh, so we are. Uh, the subpars 
on Instagram. And, um, and then we are the subpars one on Reverb, on Reverb Nation app. And you can also find us on iTunes and on Spotify. If you just search uh, these subpars, um, one of the, I forget which one it is. I got to figure this out. But one of them, you got to search the subpars. And then the other one, you got to search just subpars. Um, so you just try it both ways. But yeah, you'll see you'll see the uh, the red and white Yelp themed subpars logo <laughs> pop up. Word, word. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening once again. If you're an essential worker or if you're doing anything that requires hazardous pay, please be careful. Please be safe. Please be uh, be good. Be cool. Be careful. And uh, we will see you all next time. This has been a Why You Laughing podcast, and we are clear. <laughs>